Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Brandon Lindell, Executive Ministry Pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Well, I want to talk to you just for a few minutes tonight from the subject, Are You Satisfied? Are you satisfied? Because I think that's a question you need to ask yourself. And, you know, satisfaction can be seen as like a good thing, ah, I'm satisfied. Or satisfaction can actually be a bad thing if you're satisfied with the wrong thing. And I love the Apostle Paul because we're going to be looking at a small scripture in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. And what I love about Paul is Paul just sometimes he, he just tells it like it is, you know? Like Paul loves to be like, hey, you're doing great here, but here you're not doing so well. And what you know what's so great about that is, you know what, the Proverbs says that a rebuke from a righteous person is like a kiss on the lips. That means in the best of ways, all right? <laughs> in the best of ways. Because, you know, when somebody comes and tells you like, hey, here's an area that you need to think about. Here's an area where you might be satisfied, where you shouldn't be satisfied. Here's an area where God really wants to work in your life. How many of you know that's a good thing? When you open up your heart and you say, you know what, I'm going to be open to people speaking in my life. And one of the best people to speak in your life is the Apostle Paul. And he's talking to the Thessalonians. And as we think about what he says, I think it's important for you to know the Thessalonians, they're a great, it's a great church. This is a church Paul is writing a letter to. And it's a great church. It's a great group of people. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians, Paul says this. He says, as we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a group of people who love Jesus. This is a group of people who have a faithful work. They have loving deeds. They have enduring hope. It's a good group. But Paul says there's some place where you... You might be a little satisfied where you really shouldn't be if you want to see your life honor God and honor Jesus in its fullest way. I wonder if that's where you're at and you're like, you know, you're like, man, I love Jesus and, and I love the church and I love, I, I, I read my Bible and I, I've, I've, you know, I feel like I'm trying to do a good job. And maybe even in some sense, you're satisfied with that. Maybe in some sense, you're like, I feel like I'm, I'm rolling along okay. But uh, let me tell you, there might be something missing. And if there is, I hope this scripture just kind of like, just kind of like maybe blows in your face for lack of a better analogy. Kind of like if somebody came up and blew in your face, how many of you know that would wake you up? All right. They better have a mint in their mouth if they're going to do that, all right? All right? And they better know you, and they better have an explanation for doing it, all right? But it definitely would wake you up. I think this scripture hopefully will do that for you. It's in 2 Thessalonians, and Paul says this. He says, so we keep on praying for you. This is for these good people that love Jesus, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. Then listen to this. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live. The first thing I want you to see is we need to pray for more power. 
We'll put it back up on the screen. Because honestly, when I read it, I was a little bit like taken back in the sense that these are people that are doing things prompted by their faith. These are people that are doing good things. But Paul says, you know what? The desire to see something happen and the desire to do something good isn't the same as having power. And I think for every single one of us, that should be something that shocks us, something that says, okay, does my life have the power that it needs to have to represent Jesus well? Because how many of you know we represent Jesus? That means we're representing Jesus to the people around us. And when Jesus walked into a place, when Jesus encountered a need, he didn't just bring nice things to say. He didn't just give people a hug and say, it's going to be all right. He brought the power of God into every situation that he walked into. And we are a little Christ. And so if we're going to represent Jesus, then when we walk into a place, when we see a need, then we're best responding to it. We're honoring him when we bring his power into that situation. Are you satisfied with a lack of power? That's really the question. Have you prayed for somebody and nothing happened? Have you walked into a situation and the need was so great that you felt more overwhelmed by the need than you did by faith to believe God to do something in that situation? And Paul says, you know what? When that happens, our job is not to take a step back and say, man, I just don't know. Or, you know, I do a pretty good job most of the time. So I'll just kind of move forward. Or, you know, Jesus loves them. And if God wants to heal them or God wants to touch work in their life, then he will. No, Paul says, you know what? I pray that you would have the power to accomplish all the good things that your faith prompts you to do. God wants you to have power. God wants you to have power when you pray for somebody. God wants you to have power when you walk into your workplace. God wants you to have power for every situation that you face, and you can have power. How do you get it? It's as simple as saying, God, I need that. You know, honestly, it's, there's something wonderful about a dissatisfaction in the right place. You know, that dissatisfaction to say, man, that's probably, should, that's not how that should be. Lord, I want to represent you well. You know, I just want, and I want to encourage you on this because maybe you're like, well, may, I have prayed for somebody and I don't know if anything happened. I don't, this is not to discourage you from praying for people. Because if you're, if God's moving in a place or God's working in a situation and God prompts you to go, you go. You go. That's where you're going to see God work, okay? Sometimes, you know, what we don't want to do is read a scripture like this and become evaluators of our faith and evaluators of our power when God's prompting us to do something. That would be the opposite of what Paul would be wanting. He wouldn't be like, okay, so when you feel like the Holy Spirit prompting you to do something, then you just need to take an inventory and be like, do I have power today? Do I not? Do I have faith today? Do I not? How many of you know that doesn't work out very well? Because where are your eyes? On you. <laughs> and whenever your eyes are on you, you're, gonna, you're not going to operate in the power of the Lord. 
If God prompts you to go, you need to go. You need to say, God, I believe you're going to work in this situation. And let me tell you, just from my own experience, as as God has prompted me at different times to do different things, maybe to talk to somebody, to pray for somebody in the mall, or to say, hey, I believe God uh, has this word for you, and, and just begin to speak into their life. There are times where it it doesn't go as I planned. You know, there's times where I'm like, oh man, that, uh, you know, give you a situation. Uh, there was a group, I was in a hotel, we were traveling, uh, my dad and I were traveling together, and I felt like I was supposed to go out in the lobby and pray for somebody, okay? And so I go out in the lobby, and I, 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 I pictured this person with their arm in a sling watching the TV in the lobby, and I was like, oh, I feel like that's the Lord. So I went out there, and I circled the lobby, and, I, and there was nobody watching the TV with a sling in their arm, or a sling in their arm, arm in a sling. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it right. And so I circled the whole lobby, and I'm like, uh, I saw it. There was like a soccer team there uh, that um, was from, I think they were from Ohio. They were like the Buckeye version of a soccer team, okay? So, and so they're there in the lobby, and, uh, and I go back to my room because I didn't see anybody, and I felt like the Lord was like, no, it's that group of guys that, from the soccer team that you need to go to. So I go up to them. And I'm, I'm like, hey, guys. And I start, you know, talking it up with them. I was like, hey, where are y'all from? You know, one of them's from uh, Norway. One of them's from Iceland. One of them's from Iowa. Uh, so a very interesting group of people. And as I'm talking to them, I'm like, hey, I felt like I was supposed to come out here and pray for somebody uh, who had their arm, whose arm is hurt. And they said, one of them, or actually they all said, no you know, nobody's arms hurt here. And I was like, dang it, you know? (laughs) And then uh, one of them's like, well, actually, you know, he's like, uh, man, I can't remember exactly how he said it. But as he was saying, I was like, that's not kind of what I was thinking. But then as he kept, I asked him more questions and then he was like, well, actually it does hurt and this is how it hurts. It was, oh, he said he had, that's it, sorry. He said his, his triceps would get sore. And I was like, that's why I was like, I don't think that's like, I was, you might just been working out or something, you know? And he was like, he was like, no, they've hurt ever since I was a little kid. So I was like, this is the Lord. And so I, 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 they don't know the Lord. You can tell one of them might've had a relationship with the Lord, but the rest of them, and this is not a judgmental phrase, but just the way they talked, you were kind of like, you don't get the sense that they're, they, they're Christians. And so I, I just like, Hey, can I pray for you? And I said like, Lord Jesus, I pray that you touch his arms. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, that's the, the Lord prompting me to do something, okay? And I, I believe God was working in that situation. And I, there's no way I could know if he was healed unless he was healed right in that moment. What I felt like the Lord spoke to me after that moment was, I, I could feel it in the moment. Hey, how do your triceps feel now? Well, <laughs> you know, if you're going to ask that, like, and you're in that group, you're like, well, what if his triceps don't feel better, you know? Then what am I going to do? Instead of having the faith to be like, that's a faith step. Do you, do you get what I'm, you tracking with me? It's a faith step. And in the moment when I walked away, I believe God worked through that situation. Uh, I believe that God may have healed that guy. But when I walked away, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, hey, I prompted you 
to ask that guy how they felt. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not emotional because I'm feeling bad. I'm, I'm a, a bad, like sad, poor me about it. I'm, I'm emotional about it because there's a bit of conviction attached to it. When the Lord speaks to you, sometimes it kind of gets you, you know? And he, what he's saying, because the Lord may have had me pray for him again and it healed him right there. I don't know, but my job's to be obedient and then, have the, and then to believe God that I have the power to do what he's calling me to do. All that to say is when you read this, every time you, you do not become, the only way you can evaluate power is like this. You pray for somebody and like, you know, you, you look at that situation and you're like, Lord, it didn't seem like anything happened. Lord, I'm not saying that they're not going to be healed. I'm not saying that I know all the situation. But Lord, it didn't feel like your power was attached to that. And then let the Lord, just like the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment and said, hey, this is something that when I'm working in your life, if you want to see my power, you got you to kind of lose the self-awareness and you have to be willing to just be obedient. Or the Lord might say, hey, you know what? I want to work in your life. And I am working in that situation, but you're going to need to spend time with me if you want to have the power for something like that. Well, then the proof, that's 100% how God works. The proof of that is the story that in, the, in Mark chapter 9, when the disciples go to cast out the demon out of the boy who's epileptic, and they can't do it. Well, you, that would be a good thing to do, don't you think? And the disciples, out of everybody in the Bible, you know, they... They probably had quite a bit of experience praying for people, seeing God healed, commanding healing even, and seeing God heal because Jesus sent them out and they came back and they're like, they were blown away by it, by what God used them to do. So it wasn't a lack of experience or a desire to do something good. It was a lack of power. But they didn't go from that situation and be like, oh, oh well, you know. <laughs> You win some, you lose some, it's too bad, you know, like, or even worse, they didn't go, well, it must be, you know, it must be me, you know, God just doesn't, God's used some people, but he doesn't use me, or even worse, you know, sometimes, you know, I guess God doesn't even really heal, you know, I don't know, we can't understand it, you know, and so that, you know what that does? That creates a complacency that will systematize a lack of power in your life. You created a system for a lack of power. Because you said, it's fine. And that's not the heart of the, the God. That's not the New Testament. What did they do? They came to Jesus, and we'll, we'll put it up. Afterward, when, the, when Jesus was alone in the house, I think that's funny because this situation kind of had an intensity attached to it. Like there was a big crowd. I think they kind of felt embarrassed. So I think Mark makes a point to be like, when Jesus was alone and they could talk to him by himself <laughs> and not be embarrassed by it. They went to Jesus. But you know the Holy Spirit is called a friend. He's a counselor. So if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he will speak to you. And he will say, hey, this is, these are some things. If you ask him, the Lord will speak to you about whatever you're asking him about. They asked him, why couldn't we cast that evil spirit? And Jesus replied, this kind can only be cast out by prayer. He's saying, guys, you seem, you know how I get away? You know how sometimes it's hard to find me because I'm spending time with the Father? It's because 
I'm being an example for you that if you want to operate in power, that's what your life needs to look like. And you can't just plow into some situations and say, you know, just because I'm here, God's going to show up. But it doesn't mean God doesn't want to fill you with his power and see you see him work through your life. I just want to ask you, are you satisfied? I think it's interesting. Paul says, I keep praying. Look at this in Thessalonians. So we keep on praying for you. This is an ongoing, constant prayer that he's saying, God, fill them with your power. Fill them with your power. Let, let Thessalonica be a power-filled church. Let when people walk into that place, let the, let the Thessalonians, let them be ready, Lord. Let them be full of your power for everything their faith prompts them to do. They keep on asking, and I think that's exactly how we should approach it as believers. If we see an area of our life that lacks the power of God, to keep it, keep, bring it to the Lord. Say, God, I'm not going to be satisfied. You know, the Bible says, blessed are the hungry, for they shall be filled. That as we're, God, saying, God, we want you. God, we want your power. God, we say, God, it shouldn't be this way. God, what I'm seeing shouldn't happen. That's the work of the enemy, God. And I believe you want to use me to bring your power in that situation. I'm going to ask God, let me have the power that I need to represent Jesus in this place, Lord. Let me have the power that I need to see you work in that person's life. Let me have the power that I need to be able to walk into a place, God, and represent you so I honor you in the best way possible. And when you do that, God will bring his power. And when his power works in your life, it brings him glory. Look at what Paul says. He says this, then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live. Will be honored because of the way you live. You know, when God works in our life in a way that's not possible, and that's honest, honestly, if your life is full of things that you can do, then you need to evaluate and say, my life doesn't really look like Jesus. Because Jesus did the impossible. And he said, greater things than I have done, you will do. So I'm not going to be satisfied until my life looks like Jesus. But I'm not going to be approaching that by feeling bad about myself. I'm going to be approaching that by saying, God, make me hungry till I look like who you are, because I want to bring you glory. Because when your power works in my life, through me, it honors you. You know, and God's, it's just, the fact of the matter is God's just not worried about our comfort, is he? He's, he didn't say, you know, when you're all good at it, you give it a go. <laughs> so, and that's once again why you can't be, you pray for it. And I, I really want to encourage you tonight, I want to, you're going to pray for power, okay? Hopefully. And then don't overthink it. When God prompts you, go. You prayed for power. And watch him work in your life. And then as, as you continue to follow him, and as he continues to prompt you, just keep going, but keep that conversation going with the Holy Spirit. And you're going to see, you might do something and it not go well. That's Okay. But the fact that you're being obedient, you know, you can obey your way to great faith. 
You can obey just by saying, God, if you say, I'm going to go. But you're coupling that with this prayer that says, God, I pray that your power would rest on me. I pray that your power would be move through me, that it would honor Jesus. Look at this, that the name of the Lord Jesus would be honored because of the way you live. I was um, praying in the parking lot here at the church, and I, f- I felt like I was about to go back into the building, and I felt like the Lord was like, hey, you need to go uh, pray for a police officer. And there was a police, a police car in the east lot. So that's the back lot behind this campus. And, you know, I don't know about you, but pulling up to a police officer's car, I mean, my windows are all tinted out, you know? It's like, uh, I just, rightfully so, they have a dangerous job. And so you give them some respect, you know? But I don't want to just like surprise a police officer. (laughs) I think you you know why. Um, So I was like, yeah, I don't think so. You know, so, so, but then I was, I felt like the Lord was like, are you going to obey me or are you going to not? So I was like, well, I probably should go back. So I went back, pull up to the car very carefully and, uh, and I, I got out of my car and they rolled their window down and it was a police officer and they were on the phone, okay? So um, it's a female police officer, she's on the phone and that, that's awkward already. You're like, I was kind of like, dang it, you know? Because you know when somebody's like, you're like, like this? Yeah, oh, can I help you? And you're like, um... And I said, I said, well, I felt like I was supposed to come here and pray, pray for you. I'm a, I'm a pastor here. And, uh, and she goes, okay, I'll have to call you back. Can I call you back? And it's like, it was like, okay. So she, it was kind of like, yeah. And I was like, well, I just felt like I was supposed to come here and, and pray for you. Then I felt like in that moment, God gave me a word that um, I need to pray for you, that you, you feel stuck where you're at. And God wants to let you know he sees you and he wants to move you out. And so was able to pray for her and she ended up, she was crying and you could tell, it was just one of those moments where you're like, this was a God moment as you kind of walked away from it. But, you know, I just tell you that story to say this, to say, you know what? She probably, she probably forgets who I am, doesn't, you know, all of those details, but she knows God saw her. And she knows God saw her right where she was at. And God, God cared enough about her to go speak into her life. And it doesn't matter who the vehicle is. If we operate in his power, it honors the Lord. And so all that to say, I want to encourage you. If you're not seeing God's power work in your life, don't be satisfied with that. Say, God, I want a life that honors you to the max. I want to look like Jesus. I want to bring you into my workplace. And I know bringing you, Jesus, into my workplace does mean being kind and does mean me representing you well through how I act and how I live. But it also means that I need to represent you well through a demonstration of your power. And I I want to close with this scripture and then we're going to pray. This is right in the same verse. It says, this is all made possible by the grace of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. 
So lest you're in here and be like, oh, this is for like holy Christians. Like I just got saved last week. Uh, no, okay? Oh, let's say you're like, well, I, you know, Brandon, if you knew me, you would be like, well, there's a lot of things that gotta happen before I start acting like Jesus or before I start going to pray for you. Uh, no, this is not made possible because you're a good person. This is not made possible because you have it together. This is not made possible because you seem to dot every I and cross every T. No, it's made possible because of the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, whose blood washes you and makes you clean and says, you know what? I want to use you so you cannot sit down. You cannot sit back. You cannot be satisfied. You can't be okay. You have to say, God, I am good enough because of Jesus to be used by you. And so God, anywhere in my life that doesn't, God, live up to your grace. I pray that you'd fix it, but God, I'm not gonna let that keep me back from being used. God, I need your power, God. I'm not gonna be satisfied with a lack of power. And God, I have been but I'm not anymore. God, I need your power for every good thing you prompt me to do. And when you say go, I'll go. Man, this is irrelevant. What Paul's speaking to is at the core. And everybody needs it. 